Frank's Red Hot is the perfect blend of flavor and heat. So you can use an entire bottle to make recipes like buffalo chicken dip or buffalo nachos. Or even things that don't start with buffalo. Frank's Red Hot. I put that on everything. Hey, Craig. Oh, yeah. Still not old for me. Just no. having, having, a, having an intro song. Having intro music is awesome. It's also aggressively long, and I love that. Like, you guys have to listen to it. Sorry, Randy, we're talking over your song. I'm excited for this one. Yeah, me too. Good guess. Oh my god. I love that part so much. I love it too. <laughs> I don't All know right, if there will so. ever be a time when I don't laugh at that. It's, it's, it's great. so great. Shout out again to Randy England. Yeah. Uh, at Randy England Music on, love it. on Instagram. I sent him a nice little care package of Southern Grist beer because he Ooh. lives in Nashville. It's a great, great brewery Ooh. in Nashville. Um, he Ooh. had to work a little to get that beer. Um, <laughs> uh, they tried to deliver it. Um, they called me because I was the name, and they're like, Where, are you home? And I'm like, no, it's another guy, and he wasn't home, and they had to reschedule. But they were very nice. They, so cheers to Southern Grist. Um, yeah. and, I, and I hope the beer is good, Randy. Um, but yeah, welcome to Podcast Versus Everyone. I'm Craig Powers. This is episode 116, I think. Jeff, Jeff didn't put it on the thing. I think it's oh, 115. No, I thought, one, oh yeah, that's right, 114, 115, whatever. I was skipping one. Oh, because we skipped one last that's week. That's because we skipped last week. Because somebody because had I, a baby. Because I had a kid. Uh, I'm Craig Powers. I now have two kids with Jeff, who has three kids. So who has three kids. I have yes. no intention of having a third. Two is just fine. Some yeah, may well, say excessive. Yeah, it, but she's it, it nice is. so far. I'm, I'm, by the way, I'm I'm feeling that excessiveness with the three kids tonight because I bought them all new phones tonight. Oh. So, uh, I mean, I got a new phone out of the deal too, but you know, family plan, you know? baby. They'll be on that yeah, family plan ever, until you die. I know. Don't ever have. Don't don't ever. Uh, I don't know. My youngest is nine, and he just got his first phone, and I'm feeling like a really bad parent. You are, but it was kind of. We like, all are. <laughs> it was like, well, the fifth line is only this much, and the phone's basically nothing. And okay, I guess I don't know. He rides the bus, right? So that's it's a safety issue. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, is exactly. Um, yeah. So, it, you know, I'm I'm running very low on sleep. Um, I'm really looking forward to this beer <laughs> I'm drinking. We all, we haven't done beers up top, but I'm drinking another one. It's called another one from Maine. It's an IPA. I don't need to review it. It's good. Um, but Jeff, I, I've just been delaying because I was trying to pull up our intro song for our guests. Um, yeah. But we do have guests. We have two guests, uh, two rabid Coog fans. Um, one one particularly rabid Coog fan. Um, uh, who's just? I, I expect her to carry the podcast. Um, honestly, yeah, me too. But... Obviously, he's talking about Sierra. Yeah. Yep. That was quite. <laughs> and the now, intro. thank you. No, it hold on. You're being intro now. Yeah. yeah, it gets better. Oh my god. 
And now, from I shit, I sorry, I forgot the name of the college. Um, <laughs> sorry, Emma. Uh, uh, Columbia College, Chicago. <laughs> Columbia College, Chicago. Home of the Renegades. Home of the Ooh. Renegades. And from Flagrant Pod and Flagrant Mag, Emma Waitman and Kook Center, of course, and Sierra Mountains, also known as Sierra Smith. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. Woo! Oh, thank Hello. you for having us. Thank you. I'm so I'm just, excited. I'm just, just going to keep... We can talk. I'm just going to let the Alan Parsons Project keep playing. <laughs> this is a musical podcast, actually. <laughs> uh, but yeah... Um, of course, we had to use the Bulls intro for you guys, um, and I got my Second yeah. City Chicago glass in your honor. That's so uh, exciting. So excited. I'm yeah. actually, so, oh, I have um, a Coog sweater on today that belongs to Emma. She left it at my apartment one year ago, and I haven't seen her in person since, so <laughs> I dressed yeah. up. I dressed up for the podcast. Excellent. You know what's funny is I always make sure to put on Coog stuff for the podcast, and Tonight, I am not wearing any kook stuff. <laughs> and nobody can see you anyway. I know, but I, but I am wearing a sweatshirt that says LFG. So let's there fucking we go. go. There we All go. All right. Emma, Sierra, how are we doing? Uh, good. Pretty good. Uh, I don't have any like non-sports updates, which is always fun. So just be doing nothing. Yeah. Um, like you... Like you said, big two big Kooks fans you have here. I know a lot about the Kooks. Uh, yes. For instance, did you know that Washington University was founded in 1890? Whoa, there you whoa, go. Whoa, whoa. A little, a little fact. Um, Sierra, they're gonna, they're gonna, we're gonna get a little particular. We are Washington State University. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, wait, like, what did right? I say? Oh, Washington, Washington State, State I, University. Oh. <laughs> You know what? So it's, I, it is what I have the Washington State it, University I mean, Wikipedia I mean, pulled it was up. Good so to learn things about Washington University too. So like, no, this is University. No, know. no, this is. I just didn't say the state. Washington <laughs> State University. I have the Wikipedia pulled up. <laughs> I made sure. I didn't even know there was a Washington that, University. That was where I went with that. That's that's what I thought we were doing, and then I was like. Eh. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. We lost Craig. No. Well, <sighs> I would like to point well, out that I didn't even know there was a Washington University. <laughs> so, in Craig's absence, I would like to inquire while he's not here why he knew what year Washington University <laughs> in St. Louis was yeah. founded. Yeah, I would like to know that. I would like to know that too. It's not like he ever lived in St. Louis. Uh, you know, he was in. Uh, he was in Nashville for a time. Mm. And that's kind of close to St. Louis. Closer to St. Louis than, than yeah, we are now. Regionally close. Would you guys so, like some more uh, statistics from the Washington I, yeah. State University Wikipedia oh, yeah. page? Oh, yeah. There's a undergraduate enrollment of 24,470 people. Yeah. Nice. That's a lot. Seems like a lot. And a total enrollment of 29,686 people. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Um, contrary to popular belief, I am not one of those people. I do get this often. <laughs> um, no, I don't actually. While, while Craig is gone, I would like to explain how I forced my way into Coog Center. Yeah, um, let's do that. Oh, he's is really I don't, gone now. 
He's yeah. He just oh oh maybe he's back. back. Well, he I'm liked back. this story. He's heard it. Craig is back. Craig, I'm back. Sorry. Is, is I, he... So I got really excited and I slammed, I slammed the uh, desk and uh, <laughs> I, un, I unhooked my microphone, which has a terrible <sighs> connection. And so now I'm just using the microphone on my headphones. So I hope it sounds okay. Craig, um, you can't break your wrist on top of your already ruined foot. Like you have another like baby child to care for. You need any extremity that you have. I know, I know. It's just it's it's getting ridiculous. I need I need to stop being so grandiose <laughs> with my yeah. reactions to things. I mean, um, really, just you got to think about Amanda here, man. Like that's you can't be breaking anything else. You know. Oh, and by the way, I know where I know when Washington University in St. Louis was founded, uh, because I have Google. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you guys have heard of it. Right, 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 right. <laughs> okay, it's so em, cool so tool. hold on, Craig. Emma is uh, is telling the story of how she forced her way into Coog Center. So I uh, yes. I I don't actually attend Washington State University, um, which was one of the biggest shocks to my senior year of high school graduating class when I came to school on decision day with a shirt that was not like wazoo. Um, Several, I'm not even kidding, several people came up to me and were like, wait, are you not, are you not going to Washington State? And I was like, no, alas, I'm I'm going to study jokes instead. Um, I'm going to the opposite. Yeah, of Washington. The, State. the polar, the I mean, similar weather I hear, but just completely different vibes. Um, so one day I just woke up and decided to email Jeff and see if he was interested in uh, in hiring me, and somehow somehow he was. Well, my so basically what happened when you sent that is I, I pretty shortly thereafter I sent it to Craig and I was like, holy shit, like look at this. This is awesome. You know, it's like, you know, because we, uh, I, I, you know, I don't know how many people know this. Probably regular listeners or readers know this, but um, we are at Coog Center. We are full up on on uh, older white dudes. Like that's kind of our brand. Is uh, we're all like, uh, you know, I'm 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 of the elderly bunch, so I'm I turned forty four this weekend. But uh, we're all like kind of between like mid thirties to like lower forties. And, uh, and so when you send it, I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is, so I've been like thinking, how am I going to, I need to diversify. I need to add people to my staff, different voices, different perspectives. And like, and I've always been really bad at that. And then you just sort of fell right into my lap. And that was really nice. It was <laughs> like almost a year. No, it was well over a year ago. <laughs> what is yeah. time? Yeah, and you've been you've been a wonderful addition. I've had fun, um, Jeff. I've still never met you in real life. That is true. That is yeah. true. Strange. Yeah, we'll have to make that happen again when uh, when we can, you know, like uh, see people. That's yeah. that's kind of the big thing. I will say that that our family does like to drive down through Oregon from time to time. So, uh, my wife and I do drive to Bend at least once a year. We have we haven't done it now because you know everything. But uh, I do like to drive to Bend and drink beer at least once a year. And uh, last year we went camping down through. We drove down to Crescent City. We went all the way to California. So, yeah. So we'll figure we'll figure that out, man. We'll figure that out. I, I got to meet KC too. You know. Oh I yeah. Feel, I feel like KC and I are kind of yeah. kindred spirits. So I agree. 
Yeah. I, I very have, much of agree. Course, had the I, I had the good fortune of meeting Emma and Casey, the famous oh, Casey. Very jealous. In, uh, in Phoenix, back before the before the in the before times. Um, that was great. That was a that was BC. an excellent evening. BC before COVID. Yeah. Yeah, BC. <laughs> it, it was right before COVID too. <laughs> like literally, like two months before that. Yeah, that happened uh, with we me took... and the flagrant team too. We all met first weekend of March, and then well, we didn't all meet. I met two of them, and I still haven't met the two other founders because, you know, life, normal, normal things happening, preventing us from hanging In... out. The most important thing, the the most important thing about when Emma and I met is that we learned that Emma is taller than Gabe Marks. That is the most important thing. And that is a really important thing to learn for sure. And we have have photographic evidence of that. And I tweet it often. Yes. (laughs) I think I've tweeted the photo easily three times. I've sent it to Sierra several times. Yep. Sometimes I'll be like, hey, you know what I'm thinking about? And she's like, don't. Don't send me the Gabe Marks <laughs> picture. And uh, I send it anyway. She'll just, it's like 2 a.m. on a Thursday night. And she's like, I'm just thinking about the Coog Center guys and the time I hung out with all of them. <laughs> I'm thinking about the time I bought, insert name here, shots at a bar because it's happened more than once. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I will Sierra, I was looking at your, at your Twitter page. And so we do have something in common. Mm-hmm. You are, yes. you are an extremely large Golden State Warriors fan. Yes, I am. And of course, our favorite Golden State Warrior is Clay Thompson. Kevon Looney? Oh. No, I, <laughs> I did notice that also. And I, I, I was going to ask you about that also, but, <laughs> but. You know, I mean, I mean, we do have a certain affinity for Clay Thompson, as you might be aware. Yeah, absolutely. I think I love Clay Thompson. I think he is underrated in the sense that even though everybody knows Clay Thompson is like a great player and a great shooter, I don't think anyone can ever truly appreciate his full greatness. You know, like people yeah. like how we've only we've only like explored twenty percent of the ocean. Humans have really only just scratched the sur- surface of how important Clay Thompson is as a person and a basketball player. And I would argue that the pioneers 100%. leading that expedition are Washington State fans. <laughs> yeah, you guys were the original Clay Thompson stands. I you mean, had- I'm from Portland and I liked Clay Thompson before it was cool. So, okay. <laughs> I just, I want that. I, I will say, as Jeff and I, who of course were writing about Clay Thompson when he was in school, uh, he wasn't as beloved as you would think when he was in school. Really? Because of his kind of like chill demeanor. Yeah. You know, so like he misses a shot and everyone says he has a pouty face. I... Um, now, we would tell people that they were idiots, um, and they were. Uh, of course, yeah, um, of but course. It, it's it. But that's you know that's how people uh, people play fake psychologist, and they have turned out to be uh, the wrong the wrongest of wrong on Clay. Oh, yeah. What would people prefer someone to do when they miss a shot? Like, do you want him to like smile and wink? Like he bricks a three pointer and he turns around, and smiles right? and winks. Like, uh-huh. oh yeah, yeah. Well, so, so Clay kind of, so Clay was recruited by Tony Bennett. And coming off the, the, you know, the best two year run in our program history, like, you know, really, really good. So obviously Tony leaves, goes to Virginia. 
and so Clay is kind of left behind new coach Ken Bone and and all these recruits that that Tony had kind of put together, but also uh, you know some Ken Bone guys. So anyway, just like really kind of for us anyway, high level success was like really recent. And we just sort of were like, yeah, this is who we are now. We're going to keep winning basketball games and going to the tournament and it's going to be great. And then, uh, and then clay in, in his uh, three years never made it to the tournament. Oh my God. And so our fans wrongly, like a bunch of morons blamed him for the fact that, that they never made it, even though he, you know, scored damn near 2000 points in three years and, yeah. And all that stuff. So yeah, that was that was the misguided blame that that, that sometimes uh, yeah. that sometimes fans do. You know, blaming teenagers for the failures of an organization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty much. That's, I mean, that's a tried I, and true college pastime. Of course, I have to argue here. though how beloved he was, at least in my house. A because I was raised correctly, and B because. <laughs> I I had a Wii at the time, and if you recall, you can make little characters on your Wii called Mies, Mies. M-I-I. Yes. yes. Oh, Mies. yeah. So I, this was all circa 2011, 2012, and I made me, I, I made Clay Thompson a me on my Wii um, in the event that he ever was just, you know, stopping, because he was, he did live in Portland for a brief time. So oh, I was yeah. like, you know, if he, yeah, because his dad, Michael Thompson, played for the Blazers. Yep, yep. yep. Right. So I was like, in the event that he ever decides, you know, to breeze back through, me, a 12-year-old, obviously will have, no, I was I was 13 or 14 when this was happening. Either way, <laughs> I stand by it. Uh, I just wanted to be ready, you know, in case he ever wanted to come hang out and play Wii with me. Aaron Baines <laughs> also had one, by the way. Wow. Yes, oh, Aaron Baines. I I, yeah. I will say he was, he was, um, generally beloved but man in our kook center comment section uh just his his general demeanor really rubbed some people the wrong way which was that's so bizarre extremely stupid it was extremely stupid it's funny because that's like the thing that everybody loves of him yes loves about him now is oh clay's so cool clay's so funny clay's giving an interview about scaffolding in new york city China clay, China clay, you know, toaster clay. <laughs> he really. And you had Pullman. We got Pullman clay last year, which yeah. was a whole different clay when he came back to Pullman, and he was so yeah. excited. He's really given us like two lifetimes worth of internet content in his career, and it's not even <laughs> over yet. Truly born like to be a basketball player in the era of the internet. Like it's, he was made for this. Yeah. Otherwise, otherwise he would just be some guy, like a pretty, a good basketball player. Everyone knows, but instead it's like his whole personality and everything. And it's great. Um, yeah. So Sierra, um, I know that you are, um, like you're teaming, with uh, WSU knowledge, uh, mm-hmm. just listening to you talk about Clay very clearly. Founded um, in 1890. It, yes. Um, so I think, Jeff, I think we should probably start the regular podcast. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, we let's, let's, talk about, let's talk about some women's hoops. Uh, they have a big week ahead. Um, Selection Monday on the way. Uh, the first time that we have had reason to pay attention to Selection Monday, um, as as long as I've paid attention since I was six years old, um, uh, and I know before you paid attention, Jeff, before yeah. Emma was born, 
long before Emma was born. Uh, um, yeah. Sierra is, of course, <laughs> 65 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> before Emma was born. Yeah. So 1991, last time uh, the WC oh. Hoops team made the tournament. Oh, um, wow. And they are on the bubble, of course. Um, the uh, There's three different bracketology things. Um, the next is a newsletter. Uh, they have them in. Uh, there's College Basketball Madness. Uh, they do a weekly one. They, have, they had them in as of yesterday. And then uh, ESPN has them in all as 10 seats. So... Uh, as long as things don't go crazy, like a bunch of, you know, small teams that weren't supposed to make the tournament win their uh, leagues or something, um, they, they should make it. But, Jeff, as you always say, you just never know, man. You just never yeah. know. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah. That's, you know, and, and the other thing is that, so with the men's tournament, there's, uh, you know, an entirely massive cottage industry around predicting brackets and so uh you know you got bracket the bracket matrix which has i mean i don't know like 25 or 30 different bracket projections to aggregate so you get a pretty good sense of what um you know teams like real chances when you look at the the aggregation you know the, the sort of the wisdom of crowds thing right well with the women's tournament it's like you know, it's like there aren't that many people out there doing uh, doing bracketology for the women's tournament. So it's a little bit like, uh, you know, maybe they're OK, but it, it does seem like everyone sort of agrees uh, that they are on the right side of the bubble at this point. And, you know, they did get the one win last week that um, that they really needed to get, which was Utah. You know, they needed to beat yeah. Utah again. They beat Utah for the third. It time. was more like don't lose. That yeah. game was, I think, more. Of like... <laughs> yep, don't lose. Yeah. You know, and then they're playing Arizona, and you know, I, I think a number of our fans kind of became, you know, maybe uh, prisoners of the moment just a little bit. You know, like, oh man, boy, it's, you know, now we wait, and it's going to be so, you know, bubble. And it's like, well, I mean, they played Arizona three times. Arizona's a top ten ish team, uh, and they beat them once. And that's kind of what you like would hope for, basically. You know, if you're playing a team like that, uh, you know, that you'd beat them once. If you beat them twice, that's amazing. But, you know, I don't think that losing to them in the Pac-12 tournament uh, was any particular blemish. And, and I don't know that the committee watches these games all that closely. Uh, but it was super obvious that, um, you know, the engine that drives the team, you know, that is uh, Charlie Sledger Walker, she she was gassed, man. She just she has carried the load all season and played, you know, like 38 minutes a night for like three months. And uh, and she is just she is just sort of on fumes in that game against Same, Arizona. Yeah. She was in she was on fumes against Utah. If we're being yeah, honest, for sure. uh, she was but, like three of 16. In that yeah. Game, so. But the rest yeah. of the team was good enough. So. Um, you know, if they can just get in the tournament, then I think we can get back to maybe, you know, thinking, okay, this is a, this is a team that, you know, really has a chance to make just a little bit of noise, um, you know, with, with a week and a half to rest their legs. Um, you know, that, that makes a big difference. And so, uh, you know, I think they did what they needed to do to get in, but like, I, you know, like you said, and like I always say, I mean, we never really know. And, uh, and you know, especially with the women's tournament, you know, they're just, aren't that many people that pay attention to, to how that's seated. So, uh, so we, so we wait, but I, I think I feel, I mean, I feel pretty good about it. Do you? I feel pretty good. I, I am, I am excited for it. Emma, you've been essentially our beat writer, our, our previewer of the weekend for the women all 
all uh, all season, really. Um, how are you feeling about this? Um, I'm feeling good. I also, I think I have two points. One, I think my generation or kind of this age group of Coog fans is used to a little bit more immediacy. And because a lot of fans have been coming in more recently when we've had more notable wins. But I grew up for football with Paul Wolf, And I just, I think I've seen a different age <laughs> of Cougs where I've had to, you know, take my time and trust the process. And I feel like this is definitely one of those times. Also, the Arizona and Utah games, those were like back to back. So you guys are totally right about her being just totally, I mean, I would be completely wiped out. I'm not a college athlete, literally by any means. I had a very minor co-ed rec soccer career in high school that just pales in comparison to anything these guys do. <laughs> so I'm feeling, I'm feeling good about it. I also know not to put too many eggs in too many baskets, so to speak. I will be pretty heartbroken if they don't make it. I will say, like, yeah, um, it's going to bum me out. Because <laughs> um, uh, I think they deserve it. They 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 got the wins. Uh, and really losing, I've said it over and over again, losing Shara Molina right after the UCLA game, um, I don't think the four-game slide that they went on is independent of that. I think it was directly related. I think they would have gotten at least a couple of those games. Um, if Sherilyn was playing, which now she is off the team, um, what WC says personal reasons. So, um, who knows what's going on there, but hopefully she's okay. Um, but yeah, um, I, I really, really want to know what you think, Sierra. Um, do you think that WSU will hear its name called next Monday? Go Cougs. <laughs> exactly. Um, I, I, yeah, I do think so. Uh, like you said, unless something really crazy happens, I'm not, I'm not, I've never been like a college sports person in general. Neither one of my parents went to college, but I do have women's basketball on my radar just cause I'm so into the WNBA. Um, and just like mm -hmm. based on what Emma's been sharing on my Twitter timeline, it does seem like this is the year, which is really exciting. I think that brings a lot of joy to a school, especially like you said, when it hasn't happened in so many years that um i can only imagine how exciting that is yeah it is exciting um emma just because you're you know you're here for the first time and you've been covering the team all year like what what is what have been your most favorite you know parts of the season what have been your most favorite things to follow with the women's hoops team this year and and what's been kind of what what's kind of driven you to keep writing about them every week um, I have been loving their personalities that they show. I think each of them is so unique, just as players, but also as people. Um, I follow their social media pretty aggressively as well. And I just mm -hmm. think it's been so fun to watch all of them just develop as a unit. Because I think that's what makes them really, really special is that, yes, we have awesome standout players, but I think they do really work effectively because I think they understand each other. And I've just, I've loved watching that process. Yeah, I think you're right because, uh, you know, a player like uh, Bella Mercatete, she wasn't uh, – she took a huge leap this year. It's it, it's not complete. It's – obviously, Charlize is a huge reason. She's one of the, you know, best players in the conference, one yeah. of the best freshmen in the nation. But, you know, Bella took a step forward. Um, uh, Johanna, Johanna Tedder has been very good, especially recently. Um, obviously, uh, Charlize's sister, Crystal – particularly earlier in the season was huge. Um, she's definitely struggled down this stretch, but um, hopefully Jeff, as you said, 
getting these this long time off because they'll they'll have like two weeks between games by the time they play again if they get in the tournament. Yeah. I'm really hoping that that rests them up and they'll be ready to go because really they've never won an NCAA tournament game. So we can talk more about that if they get in. Uh, but yeah, um, you can just I can I see know. them all rooting for each other. Like there are standout players for yeah. sure, obviously, but I just I see all of them so invested in each other's journeys, and I, that's so special. Yes. Like, it's pretty fun to watch. Like, yeah, go ahead. Oh, uh, just like Emma was saying, I think at this level, especially team chemistry is so important. Because when you get up to, like, the pros for NBA or WNBA, people will be like, oh, well, will the chemistry be okay? And it's like, it doesn't really matter. You know, they're so good. But when you're at the college level, you can tell how much a team changes and how much that dynamic changes when the players are all getting along. Because not only do you just play better, but you want to play better. And so it's exciting to see a team that has like such strong team chemistry succeeding when they might not otherwise, you know, if the whole team wasn't really bought into the program, who knows how their season would have gone. Yeah. And I think that's you all credit to Cammy after chair, the, the head coach, like she seems like she's good. And, uh, you know, she did well at her last stop in Northern Colorado and, and she's doing well here. And again, I, I'll say to like, to your, to, to your points on, on chemistry, it, the one like positive about watching these games on TV and the fans can't be in is because they have the stands pushed back and all the players are spread out and you can see their reactions to everything like like in the background on the men's team too like you just see all the players because they're all spread out so you can see each of their individual like like uh, celebrations for every bucket and that's been that's been pretty fun for me to watch I don't you guys but um, absolutely and- I love watching that. Yeah, like it's it's so fun to watch like just the random the managers and the players just like lose their minds like on the sideline. Um but yeah, and I've also gotten so much more use out of the WSU live stream this year more than I've ever <laughs> ever ever done. Um yeah. and listen to more uh, of uh Steve uh shit. What's his last damn it. Our 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 hoops women's hoops announcer. Steve, Steve Grubbs. Steve Grubbs, I'm sorry. Grubbs. I told you I, I have had a beer and I for a second. So, man, we're, we're in overdrive now, folks. Um, but, yeah, so women's <laughs> hoops, just fucking put them in the tournament committee, all right? I know you listen to this. Put them in the tournament. Cowards. Or I'm going to be mad. Uh, yeah, yeah, don't, yeah. Don't be a coward. Put Wazoo in the tournament. We like to party. It'll be more fun in San Antonio. It's a good party town. Like, come on. Let's make it happen. I don't even know if it's going on San Antonio. I don't remember. But, you know, we'll party just as hard at home. We'll party just as hard at home. You'll feel our energy there. Yes. It'll be ridiculous. I'll I'll probably... I I, got to be on Achilles' watch for the selection show. Like, it's going to be bad news if if I'm standing up. um, We'll get you a seatbelt. We'll get you a seatbelt, Craig. Yeah. I I don't I don't want to I don't want to do I don't want to lose another leg. It's hard enough to only have one like one Achilles. It's rough. Let me tell you. Well, now I'm invested. If this doesn't yeah. happen, I'm going to be all pissed off. Yeah. Good. At least and I'll then... have someone. My you know, Sierra. At least I can call you at all hours of the evening once again to be angry yeah. with you, and you'll understand. You know. Yeah. Emma Emma already will text me and be like, I'm in a bad mood, and I'm like, Why? She's like, The Cougs lost. And I'm like, Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Me too. Me <laughs> she, too. Uh... I watch. She texts you that often. Yeah. I imagine. Uh, oh yeah. The uh, 
the funny thing about the the Stanford game where I injured myself, um, uh, Amanda was at work. My partner Amanda was at work that day, and and she said she kept checking the score, and she because she said I always check the score to see what kind of mood you're going to be in when I get home, <laughs> like to see if we're going to be able to do anything else that night other than you sit and wallow. Like I just yeah 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 yeah. yeah. I will say very... I showed. Oh, you yeah go ahead. That, you know you continue. No, you say it. You go. My, mine's well, not that important. That was, I was, that's very similar to when Sierra and I were still living in Chicago during the pre-pandemic times is if there was a Wazoo game on, she would be like, hey, do you want to go out later? And I would be like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, let me know it, after the game's over. Well, it's always, what am I going to be drinking is based on what the, what the uh, result is. Like yeah. I, uh, am I going to be having fun drinks? Or am I going to be, for you, it'd be like, let's go straight to the Malort. Oh, like, all I want is pain. All I want is pain tonight. Not again. Wait, like, fun trivia consumes. fact. The, when, for my 21st birthday, I let all of the Coop Center guys decide what my first legal drink was going to be. And Sierra was out with me that night. And Craig obviously selected Malort because he wanted to ruin <laughs> my taste buds. And Sierra did one with oh, me. So the video that so I sent you guys. So it's your fault. It is my fault. The video He's that I sent you guys fault. was Sierra and I. It's your fault I had to take a shot of Malort. So, uh. so Sierra, I in, in a, a job that I had for like five years, I would spend roughly 20 nights a year in Chicago and like in proper like Chicago. Um, and I have a lot of friends there, so I'd stay extra nights at their house, like, you know, cause I, I've worked with them and I have like Wazoo friends there or whatever. So I, I like, I knew Malort cause I had been, I had had that done to me. They're like, oh, you gotta have a shot of this. It's like the Chicago, it's the Chicago booze. Like People you think have they're to have so it. clever. They think they're so funny. Oh, uh, you just moved here. Have you tried Malort? No, I haven't. And then they're like <laughs> snickering behind your back. I had no idea. <laughs> what i was emma into. and I, I i i coerced emma into live uh chatting with me while we watched drunk drinking buddies uh a few weeks ago coerced is probably a strong word it, but, was, uh, high, I, it was high on my list and then my mom and i were watching something else and then craig was like well i'm gonna watch it and i was like well now i have to watch it but i was, so I was there's, very there's, excited there's a there's um there's a line from uh, uh, Jason Sudeikis in the movie, which that movie is like almost 100% improv. Like it's like what they call a mumblecore movie. Um, it's fucking great, by the way. I love it. Um, but he says, uh, they take shots of Malort and he goes like, it's like, what does he say? It's like a, a condom filled with gasoline yeah. or something. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. Yeah. Boy, that sounds, I, I get, you know, I've never had it. That That makes me... Just, like, do you like, have nail polish remover at your house oh that's pretty good go take yeah. a sip of, like, take a sip oh. of that and you'll get the experience jeff mm. actually it's no jeff. jeff jeff it's delicious and when you come visit chicago <laughs> we're lying yeah. to you yeah we're lying to you yes, it's actually jeff. it's amazing oh. jeff i'll bring you to chicago we'll, we'll uh We'll, I don't know, we'll do some college thing. College, <laughs> the, kooks, the kooks will play Northwestern for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. just some and random we'll go, reason. We'll have a shot of Malort and we'll love it. Just oh, yeah. love it. Um, right. You're going to love it. Uh, it's actually, it's wormwood alcohol. Um, so you can just imagine how good it tastes. Like, it's oh. delicious. I'll bet. Um, 
Malort. Check it out. Uh, sponsored by this, this this podcast is sponsored by Malort, <laughs> the one, the one and only podcast, the one and only WSU podcast, sponsored by a drink that you cannot get in Washington State. Um, mm. Emma and I tried to find it in Phoenix, and they did not have it. They We're looked at us so very weird. They, they were right for super it. Yeah, weird. they're like, they're like, what? Like, cause we were drunk enough at some point. We're like, we got to get Malort. earlier that night it was craig and brian anderson and i that night and they were like oh this is your 21 run part two so let's (laughs) all just and it was the it was the bar crawl sponsored by washington state and i had very freshly two weeks prior turned 21 so there was no other option casey was like peace out i'm going back to the hotel room i trust all of He's Casey, like, I trust all of you. I've read you on Kook Center before. I know you're okay. Yeah, Casey was like, oh, yeah, oh, they're all so tall. She's safe. And left. <laughs> I think he stayed for, like, one polite glass of water and then was like, nice to meet all of you. It's 9.15. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to head out. Me. Yeah, a I little bit that. you. I a little that. bit you, Sierra. Yeah. I've been known to make a swift exit the night of emma's 21st birthday post malort shot i left the bar because she started a conversation with men about sports and they were arguing they said something rude about damien lillard they said something rude about steph curry and i left the bar oh man how can you how can you even say anything mean about either of those two they specifically called they called him damien lillard and that's when i was like we're not on the same page and i left that's terrible well, like, one of them, I believe, was in a Stanford hat, so I started giving him crap about uh, that. And he was like, wait, why are you, what are you talking about? And I whacked the rim of his hat. <laughs> so it went, you know, well for me. I exited. Emma, you and my sister need to start a podcast just talking about talking to random guys about sports in bars because she has plenty of great stories too. That's Emma's well, um, favorite thing to do, and I it is my favorite it. thing to do. I hate it. Oh, wait, there's one more story that Emma needs to tell about when we were in Phoenix. Absolutely, at the Coog, the like official Coog party before the Cheez It Bowl. Yeah, I was right there. I got to witness it. It was fantastic. So we're at this table, and again, there's several Kook Center writers there and my dad. Um, and we, like my my dad who raised me to be this way, so he knows oh, several more Center writers. Jeff, Jeff, we had Jesse was there. Jesse Casino. Jeez. Like, I, I know every writer except now I don't know Jack because I've never met him. So he's the only one I haven't met. But, like, I got to meet Jesse. I, we, we had Brian. We had me and Emma. So, like, we and had, like, Casey. And Casey. It was staff. Honorary Kook Center writer. It was anyway, so yeah, go so ahead. We're standing around and this dude who it should be noted that he's shorter than me. Um, but let it be known that that was not I didn't notice that that just comes into play later. He walks up, open his opens his wallet, pulls out a $20 bill and goes, hey, I got 20 bucks to whoever can name the last Washington State starting quarterback to wear number 10. Now, I don't own a lot of jerseys. I own two total in my life. One of them is a Blazers jersey that Sierra actually was in part of a gift to get me for Christmas. And then the other one is a Jeff Tool jersey. I wear it to every Coug game. It's like my, I, I hardly wash it during the season because it's bad luck. Like it's my special jersey. Anywho, uh, as Craig pointed out, 
that night, nobody wears a jersey from that era, especially who doesn't know who Jeff Toole is. Jeff Toole is the answer to his riddle, by the way, for anybody, you know, ignorant who doesn't know who Jeff Toole is. So I stick my palm out. I kind of waggle for the money and I'm like Jeff Toole and I flashed my shirt at him and he goes, oh, didn't expect you to answer that or some dumb comment. Gross. Hands me the $20 and walks off. Yeah, very gross. I agree. So then I turned to Craig. He didn't walk off. He did not walk off. Well, no, Craig, we have to get there. We have to get there. So I turned to Craig and I'm like, hey, should I go like ruin his life a little bit? And Craig is like, whatever do you mean? And I'm like, well, I bet I can get him to like buy me a drink or something out of his ridiculousness. Sorry, I have to open the door for the dog that I'm watching. There she goes. Um, so he, I get her to buy me a drink and he proceeds to just relentlessly hit on me for a <laughs> long time. And he's not getting anywhere. It's with, not. With a menthol dip in, a very aromatic, oh. like minty oh. dip in. Yeah. Oh no. So, well, actually, fine. I was, I was next to Emma and I could, I could smell it just great. I'm like. I couldn't right, because my face was so far away from him. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he, so he just keeps hitting on me and uh, he's not getting anywhere, obviously. And he's like, Emma, is it like, is it because I'm shorter than you? Is it because I'm short? He goes and <laughs> grabs a bar stool, drags it over and tries to stand on it. <laughs> and he's like, here, is this better? Is this better? Oh my God. And I'm like, honestly, I had not noticed that you were shorter than me. I was too busy focusing on the fact that you think that you're smarter than me about a subject that I know more than you in. Wow. Like I hadn't even, I hadn't even gotten there. And he's like, wow, like you're kind of an asshole. And I was like, you know, only to, only to men who think I'm stupid. You have yeah, so much more weird patience how that works. than I do. Emma will like entertain these people for so long. And the second someone thinks it's cute to tell me Steph Curry is overrated, I will exit the building. I'm like, oh, no, I got to go. Goodbye. People think- do that? Yeah. Oh. Well, yeah, that's my, my, my sister yeah. gets this all the time. They have to like challenge your fandom to make sure that you, they, they, there's no way that you actually know anything. So yeah. they have to challenge you. Especially like in Chicago, people will find out like I'm a Warriors fan and they'll be like, well, I don't like Warriors suck, like KD, blah. And I'm like, okay. Anything, do you have anything interesting to say? <laughs> like, besides Steph Curry's not that good. KG went to the Warriors because he was scared. Yeah? And what about it? We won a ring, didn't we? We won a ring, didn't we? Is that supposed to to make me feel bad about these championships that (laughs) I won? That just shows me you know what you're talking about. Damn. You think Steph Curry's overrated. Uh Uh-huh. Well, that just shows how how much of an idiot they are. Exactly. Like, to say What what do you want me to say? Oh, you're right. Yeah, I mean... Like they want you to, I think, I'm guessing they want you to argue with them. Is that? Yeah, I think they that do. It? Like it's some kind of like, some kind of test. Like, oh, prove to me that you know well, something. Convince me that Steph Curry's if, actually amazing. Yeah. If you if you pass the test, they they get down on one knee and they propose. Like I, that's ideally. That's 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 where they're at. You know, they're they're just yeah, they're I mean, just trying to find the ideal mate. Of course, that's every that's little sports doing. girl fan's dream. You know, I was going to say, yeah. isn't that what you all are looking for? Yeah. And then I stand yeah, up and they're like, oh, my God, one. she's huge. And I'm like, yeah, get out of my space right now. <laughs> Sierra's like, you want to post up? Because we can. Yeah. 
Let's take it to the court. Yeah, uh, I, Steph Curry I, also I would, confirmed Coog fan. Steph Curry confirmed yeah, he's Coog fan. Confirmed huge Coog fan. Hell yeah. Uh, we we saw him losing his mind when Bonton hit that half court shot. Yeah, um, I do remember that. That was dope. I've sent her so many videos of that moment. Mm-hmm. So many videos of that moment. I think so. I'm, I'm jealous because I was so I was I was covering that game and I, I was there. I was over. I wanted to get a shot of the crowd because you know you just had this feeling that like some something was gonna happen at the end of the half. Like it just had that vibe, and so I went over to like by the the bench and like shot the students. But Theo of the spokesman was smart. He had his camera just right on Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, and and like. He got like that that moment of them just losing their minds, and I and I got the students losing their minds, which was fun, but not as cool, honestly. Sorry, students. I think well, Steph no one's Curry, as cool as Steph Curry. Yeah, I think he's like an yeah. all-time great celebrator. Just yes. another, just another That's, little yes. thing to add to his resume. I mean, he'd probably be super fun to play with. So. Yeah. Because he just like if you make a shot, he's just gonna. Like when Clay scored like thirty seven and a quarter, like Steph's reactions are mm-hmm. like awesome. And, and when he scored sixty in like twenty nine minutes or whatever, uh, like yeah, just like just watching Steph lose his mind is hilarious. It's so. Fun. But yeah, this yeah, it's so fun. Stop hating for everyone. NBA Twitter is a fucking disaster. Everyone hates everyone. Like it's so hard to to uh, to like parse out. Like everyone is like concerned about. If LeBron is good, if Steph is good, like they're it's all good. Just, just enjoy watching them play basketball. Stop be concerning yourself with hating on them. It's just ridiculous. It is. Um, it's really bad. You know, yeah. be- beginning of the season yeah. was so rough on Warriors Twitter. Is Steph Curry washed? No. <laughs> no. no. Good try, but no. no. He's still pretty good. Yeah. The replies under every LeBron yeah, tweet still, win a real w- ring. Uh. Win a real ring. He, yeah. he still hasn't won. Like LeBron still hasn't won a real ring. He won one in Cleveland. He beat a se- sorry sorry Sierra. He beat a seventy three win Warrior team in Cleveland, and he hasn't won a real ring. It's like get it win a real get a real joke. It's so <laughs> get a bad. Real joke. It's embarrassing. Oh man! Do do like do people ever like like come at you not realizing that that you guys are like the joke makers and that they're about to get toasted? Like, is yeah, that, yeah, is that absolutely. a common occurrence? Oh yeah, you're like we went to school for jokes, you guys. <laughs> I know yeah. I get underestimated a lot, but I think that's part of the fun that I have. You know, yeah. where I'm I, like, oh. Ugh. I just have no tolerance for it. Emma will sit there and she'll roast and she'll make jokes and she'll banter. And I just, I let her do all the talking and I just sit there and I'm like, I'm so angry. I'm like, how dare you say this? I get, I just get, (laughs) I get on, you know, after like five years of everybody except Warriors fans, just hating the Warriors. I have, I have developed a very thin skin opposite of what you would hope. Very thin skin. Yeah, well, if you win, people will hate you. Obviously, Coog fans don't often hate the Warriors because they have Clay, and we mm-hmm. love to see Clay happy, and that's all we want. Clay, and and we just want Clay and Aaron Baines, and now CJ Ellaby. Uh, congrats, Emma, on that. Oh, the uh, way I cried. We want I him cried. to be happy. 
the way I yeah, wept. Yeah, that's nuts. Getting that notification. Uh, that that was a day I'll always remember. I'm so jealous of you guys having NBA teams. That must be fun. I know. I was just about Ooh. to go there, and I was like, yeah. I mean, I you know, know Portland is still ex- accepting bandwagon fans. You guys can come on down. Can't, Can't do, do it. it. So, Can't do it. Sierra, I, knew, I will I say, it. I was, I was, and, and Jeff was, and we all were, all Sonics fans were the biggest Warriors fans ever mm-hmm. when they came back from 3-1 to beat the KD Thunder that we're supposed to win. That <laughs> we're, we're like the yes. 70th thing. When they came back, that was the greatest series I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just like, yep. the Sonics curse is real. And then and then KD left and went to Golden State. I was like, Sonics curse is real. Fuck OKC forever yeah that's what well i hate the thunder too they stole our mascot the warriors used to have when when it was still like the warriors with the lightning bolt branding we had a mascot it was a guy in a morph suit named thunder and when okc yeah when okc became a team we couldn't have thunder anymore wait is this gonna be on flagrant it should be is this gonna be on flagrant pod it should be segue should be I'm gonna write that. Yeah, down. let's. Yeah, we're, not- we're talking NBA. We were gonna talk about men's. We're still gonna talk about men's news, but we're talking NBA. Let's let's talk about what what Sierra and Emma and and uh, and their their uh, their folks got going on. Uh, I just I listened to today um, episode one of Flagrant Pod talking about the Morris twins, the conspiracy. It's y'all are fucking hilarious. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, Thank you. Like, that was so funny. Sierra, you are funny as hell. Like, I, that was, I don't even know what you guys are talking about half the time, but honestly, like, I, I, I almost exclusively listen to comedy podcasts. Um, that, you know, I listen to like Block Party and What a Time to Be Alive and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But like, so I don't listen to a lot of sports podcasts. I wouldn't even, like, honestly, I would not listen to my own podcast if like someone else did. <laughs> like, it would not be one I listen to. Uh, but, uh, but like that shit's funny. I'll probably come back for it. I already subscribed. So, um, but yeah, so flagrant pod, let me, let me do my shitty description of it. You can correct whatever I say. So, um, y'all, y'all are going to, so flagrant mag is, uh, um, is, is you guys haven't done a, uh, have you released an issue yet? Yes. We have two issues out. Okay. Two issues out. Actual actual in your hand real issues of magazine Mm -hmm. as you guys say digital is dead i love that thank you um but uh but and it and and then also flagrant pod you're examining uh basketball conspiracy theories which just gives Mm -hmm. you free reign to be pretty hilarious i think like it's pretty damn funny shit thank you yeah the the, the twins I don't want to spoil it. I want people to listen to it, but the, yeah, the discussions yeah. on twins and 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 what twins are <laughs> and how they like is just fantastic. And what you need in an NBA podcast every time. Thank you. When well, we were Craig, without spoiling too much, how do you feel? Like, oh, do yeah. you agree with us? Do you think that like there's there's merit behind the conspiracy? Oh yes, absolutely. And and I wish I wish BA was on the podcast. He loves conspiracies. Like this like it's funny cuz I'll say like I haven't been paying that close of attention to the NBA obviously since the Sonics left. And so this is something that I was not aware of. Um and we're just talking about the potential that the Morris twins um uh switched places 
in a playoff game. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, so. Oh, 2017 Eastern Com. This is just the premise of the podcast. This isn't a spoiler. We go into the idea that the 2017 Eastern Conference semifinals, when um, Markeith Morris rolled his ankle, did his brother Marcus come in and play for him the next game? I don't know. Listen to Flagrant Pod and find out. Yeah. So yeah, I, I and I'm you guys do 40 minutes, which is a. Uh... A lot better than our two-hour monstrosity uh, for a lot of people. <laughs> Some might say that um, 40 minutes is a better length of time than two hours for a podcast. But, well, okay. Yeah. Our our bonus episodes that we do for our Patreon have been getting pretty unhinged, so I would not be surprised if those hit a two-hour yeah. mark at some point. Yeah, see, that's what we've been missing out on, Craig. Like, like we need to like just like, we need to get a Patreon, make, like the regular man. episode, 40 minutes, and then set up the Patreon and be like, if you Are we allowed to do a Patreon? Do whatever the fuck we want. It's our Are, yeah. would SB Nation, SB, like, Is SB Nation and, allowing us to do that? Because ain't nobody in SB Nation paying attention to what we're doing. Like, I mean, I, I want more than I want more than this penny per download. Goddamn it! I want more. <laughs> Be like, put up the Patreon, and then we'll do all the like beer bullshit over there, and yeah. And then no one would pay for it. Yeah, like, Casey, no one would Casey Waitman would. Casey Waitman would. <laughs> Casey, he, Casey, who does not drink, wants to hear all about, all about the way I talk about beer. Well, he, A, is a, he's a supportive father, and he's going to listen to this, and he's going to feel all bashful. Um, but B, I Casey, think... Casey, Cook Center dad, Casey Waitman. With all the Cook Center dads. Well... Like Emma has, how many? Let's see. You have like ten dad. I, I'm you're. I, I consider more of you a little sister, Emma. But I think you have also like six or seven extra dads on Coop Center. Like just just across I the board. I love it. I think it's very everywhere. funny. I think it's very yeah, it's, funny. It's, it is funny. Like our Slack is just a bunch of thirty-five plus or thirty. I guess Preston's a little bit younger. Thirty-plus-year-old dudes. Talking about their kids and talking about things that thirty plus year old white dudes talk about, and then Emma comes in, um, just talking about what she wants to talk about and doesn't care, <laughs> like just doesn't care. She just like drops it in, and so we we have that diversity immediately. You know, we get we, like th- that's that's why diversity is important. People, that's right. <laughs> Happy International Emma. Women's Day. We're actually recording this Happy. on International Women's Day. Yes, and 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 I will am ashamed to say this is the first time we ever had a woman on this podcast um yeah. i will say we we don't have very many guests i think we've had two three guests well, total yeah well so um, i mean you guys are up there with now you have joined the same podcast that ken pomeroy has ooh. been on and and the same podcast that john andershek has been on like that's that's uh, wsu uh, assistant coach Sierra, I know, I know you know who I know John Andershek is. Sorry, Sierra, yeah, my yeah, bad. Yeah. Um, no, she's friends. on a first name basis. We're friends. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Just, yeah. just she just calls him J A. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Johnny. He, he does love to text. He likes to text everyone at, at two o'clock. In the morning, that, so. Yeah, in the middle of. Um, the <laughs> oh, he and I have that in common. I get I get text <laughs> messages at three in the morning, and I'm like, whoa. And I can never tell. Like, the funny thing did is, he get up early or did he stay up late? I don't really. The funny thing is, I I'm awake. Jeff's definitely not awake. Definitely I'm not awake because I never sleep. Especially now, I never sleep. I got a one week old. 
Um, but, uh, but yeah, so Jeff, I will say there was a nice stretch there earlier in the podcast where we definitely went the longest without Jeff talking ever, like ever, ever. People are like, so can, the, the listeners are like more of that, man. More Jeff, who usually, who usually it's like maybe 70, 30, me 30, Jeff 70. Now we're getting <laughs> Sierra. We're getting Emma. We're just mixing it up. This is why we have guests. Yeah. Everyone's tired of listening to us. Um, they're tired of us being the Elizabeth Warren of podcasts. Oh, my God. <laughs> of Coop Podcast. Didn't this we is... be that? My, fa- my, all-time, my all-time favorite review of this. My all-time oh, favorite I remember that. I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> Somebody said that. That's so, that is so fucking funny. It was something, well, like, it was something like, have you ever seen... Uh, a Subaru Outback parked outside a, tri- a a Whole Foods with the coexist sticker. Well, this is that this is that type of po- this is the coot version of that podcast. Oh my really god, <laughs> that's so hilarious. funny! I love super specific comparisons like that. Those are one of the things that I think are like so funny. So that really tickles me. This is actually the first oh, podcast I've ever been a guest on. Oh, I know. The first episode of Flagrant Pod was the first time I'd ever been on a podcast. Please. Well, now you're a podcast power. veteran. Thank you. I was Emma. Every, sorry, Sierra. You were like I. I, I assume that you were. You had done this before. Like you sound really good. I yeah. really. Pre- I was very nervous. I didn't really tell anyone how nervous I was, but I was scared that people were going to listen to it and be like, "Oh, she thinks she's much funnier than she is," because. Of course, the thing I think the things I say are funny because I wouldn't say them, but I was like, I was very worried. And then people seem to have liked it. So I'm excited. Yeah, you cut in with a few jokes right away. And I think that was good. Like, you saw, like, this is, this podcast is not serious. Like, immediately, like, we're going to make jokes. Like, right away, you know it. Because, mm-hmm. like, because, like, but I do love, you, you kind of have a little bit of the, uh, there's a little bit of the um, serial sort of uh, uh, cuts and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was funny. Um, good job. I, I recommend it. I'm going to keep listening to it 100%. I'm not lying. I'm not just saying that. Um, <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Uh, flagrant Pod. Flagrant Mag. Um, tell, tell us a little bit more about Flagrant. I know you're the social media for that. So Flagrant Mag, tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. So Flagrant Mag, which was founded in 2019, it's a print magazine. And our we have four founders, Ashton, Alex, Bethany, and Brasilia. And the four of them are, were like the core people who really started it. They kind of just had this idea, you know, what is nicer than having this like beautiful piece of art that you can actually hold in your hands especially in a world where like so much content, no matter how, how good it is, it's designed to be scrolled through. And so Ashton, mm-hmm. I think she w- is our editor in chief. And I think it's kind of her brainchild. She just kind of had this moment where she was like, Oh, I want to create something that's a lasting piece of art. And she loves basketball. We're all big basketball fans. And so I think it was like nine months from idea to the first issue, but it's this basketball magazine Founded by women, but for everybody. So we're covering not just like basketball, but art surrounding the game, people who make art inspired by the game, activism, all kinds of different things. And it's they really are like little pieces of art. Each issue is so beautiful and so well done. And I really have fun. It's such a fun 
I guess company, but like it's such a fun place to be, you know, like I love our Twitter. I love our group chat that we have going. And so I really recommend it. Uh, We have two issues out right now. We wanted to do kind of a, I think, twice a year deal, but things have been obviously slowed by the pandemic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's only five of us. So when we say like it's a small business, it's a small business. It's five people working on it and we all have full-time jobs outside of the magazine. So it's truly, truly, truly a labor of love. Yeah. I know how that feels. Well, yeah, yeah, we can appreciate that um, (laughs) for sure. Uh, And obviously uh, I I don't know if you guys can figure out by the names. This is a a, a all female run magazine. Um, This is a, national women's month international women's day um so you know check it out yeah check thanks. it out you want to you want to be supportive you want to buy like something that is made by some maybe by a non yeah, speaking from a, a website that is run by white male guys uh, but run <laughs> you know buy something that's maybe has a different sort of voice um yeah. you know we, we call it the emma voice here at kook center it's our <laughs> emma voice because uh, it's our literally only voice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We really uh, I, the doors I open, though. Doors open. Yeah, yeah exactly. We would love more uh, writers that aren't um, 35 to 45-year-old white dudes. We would love more writers. Yeah, you guys um, have nixed out that, that demographic. demographic. Yeah. yeah. We really do. We have, we have saturated that demographic. <laughs> Other demographics would, is what we would like. Yeah, we really do try to emphasize, even though we are a women-founded magazine and we like to, you know, support women in sports. Obviously, we do always want to point out that it's not like just for yes. women. You know what I mean? I think yeah. that that was one of our concerns early on. Is that because I think that happens sometimes yeah. where people will see it, see something that's like, oh, women-founded, women-run. They'll be like, oh, that's just for women, but it's really not. You know, there's no. There's no requirement to somebody enjoying the kinds of things we write about. You know, we have features about WNBA players, but we also have features about rookies going into the NBA draft and people who mm-hmm. make art or make ceramics inspired by basketball. So it's really, it kind of covers the whole community surrounding basketball. One of our other taglines besides besides digital is dead is art, community, basketball. And that really, I think, encaps- yes. encapsulates the whole flagrant vibe. Sweet. I bullied my way into participating in Flagrant as well, yeah. actually. Yeah, Emma also, Emma. she strong-armed us. Yeah, so it started <laughs> by, uh, so obviously Sierra runs their social media, and I, the beginning, it was obviously genuine friendship support, um, but then it became a bit where I was like, how often can I engage with this? And, like, my parents are big Flagrant fans. Like, my mom went out and bought herself an individual issue, too, and came to me and was like, oh, nice. I'm so mad that I didn't get issue one. Like, I should have bought it. And I was like, well, mom, I did. Like, it's fine. And she went, no, I want to spend, I want to support them. Da, da, da. So I, I, I started awesome. just with Patty's being their best. number one fan. And then Flagrant Pod came to be and Sierra was like, hey. I, I don't know maybe. what I'm doing. I did like, I did like listening. I like listening to the pod and they'd be like, uh, producer Emma said this. I'm like, I know that person. Yeah, I, I know, know who that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was all Google. Sierra brands me as this biology expert. I 
was very, I had multiple tabs open. I was ready. I was typing pretty quick because I just get to be hidden there, you know? That's what a, that's what a producer does. We don't have a producer. Jeff and I just say wrong things all the time. <laughs> that's what yes. we do instead. And I no think one corrects more us. fun. You just get to bring falsehoods <laughs> into the into the sphere and no one gets to call you on isn't isn't that what media is about in 2021 just saying anything you want and making it real yeah let's do that it's real so you believe i take that back emma you're ruining everything you're ruining (laughs) i know you're ruining it with your google machine uh they're gonna fire me this is a good run yeah it's funny, Emma always talks about how she like wormed her way into Kook Center, but I feel like I very much did the same thing with Flagrant, where it was it was the four founders, and they still do like absolutely the majority of the work on the magazine. I mainly just run the social media, and now I do the podcast. But back before the first issue, Ashton messaged me on Twitter. She was like, hey, we didn't know each other. She was like, hey, Sierra, this is Ashton. Do you ever write? I'm doing this basketball mag. And then I wrote a couple pieces for the first issue. And then a few months later, she was like, hey, um, we really don't have anyone to run our Twitter account. Do you want to run it? And then they added me to the group chat. And then they added me in the uh, pre-issue letter that's in issue two, where it's like message from the founders. And so I have slowly, slowly wormed my way into their lives the way Emma has with Kook Center. That's how you do it. Very good. Make yourself useful. Yeah. Be the squeaky wheel. Yeah. But I I will say this as, as someone who has spent a lot of his life <laughs> working on on a publication that does not quite pay back the value uh which I have contributed to it. Um kind of what you said you Go got yours. going with all of the you know the people that you, that you're working with and the fact that you're enjoying each other's company. Um you know there are moments where I'm like ah, do I want to keep doing this, you know, with Cook Center, but I've made such good friends mm-hmm. and you know, the, the time that, that we hang out and, and talk to each other. And then, you know, those times that we actually see each other in person um, and, and just the time that we spend every day on, uh, on Slack, you know, just kind of chatting and, you know, sharing things and telling jokes and, you know, laughing at each other and, you know, whatever um, you know, that, that's the kind of stuff that makes it worthwhile and fun. And that's kind of where, it's it's the community that comes from that that yeah. uh, th- that makes it worthwhile to do. So yeah, if you're feeling that, then that is fantastic because yeah. that is the stuff that that kind of keeps you going when uh, when maybe you know the monetary reward isn't there or whatever. It's um, there, there's a different kind of joy that that comes from doing that with people that that you enjoy being around and um, the community that comes from that is is a heck of a lot of fun. So it sounds like you guys have an awesome thing going. Yeah, our group chat is like it's so fun to the point where one of our uh, bonus things that you get when you subscribe to our Patreon is like screenshots from Good the flagrant group chat yeah. group chat, and I they. Some because a lot of times we're not talking about the magazine, you know. Jeff, all, we need to do buddies. that. We it's, need to do that. I highly recommend okay. it because that is a great idea. Because yeah. the Kook Center Slack, I think, is kind of this like mythical thing now. Mm-hmm. It's my idea. most active group chat, and it's my favorite group chat. We should yeah. charge money for people to see screenshots. Although, like <laughs> a lot of things, I a lot of things I say in our Kook Center Slack, I don't want anyone to see. Yeah, There's a reason I, I say it that. there and not on Twitter. That so we'd have to get like approval. We say so, I'm sure you guys stuff. Yeah, yeah. They, they do. <laughs> they do. 
I will hop in the Kook Center Slack at like 1130 at night when I have had maybe a couple of glasses of wine and be like, who wants to hear about my boy problems? And like four of them will respond immediately and be like, what happened? And it just, it makes me feel <laughs> included. Mm-hmm. You'll get the four of us, which have also been drinking in our living rooms by ourselves all night. We're like, social interaction? Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I put my phone like, down for five minutes. Sometimes I feel like that's a content warning, like, oh, content warning, not, like, not Coog or stock market related. Like, like, who wants to hear about this dumb day I had nannying? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, well, yeah, so the, the Coog Center Slack, like, I, I totally, like, our, our group chat, I'm pretty sure, like, most of the people that still write for Coog Center have stayed longer because they enjoy being a part of that group chat and it's like well you got to write you got to you got to do something while you're around um sure would uh but but uh <laughs> <laughs> um but but yeah like it's so funny because like like i said emma and i just did like a little we were like on slack watching a movie at the same time we like timed it we're like all right ready press play now and we're like live chatting a movie and like that has nothing to do with Coog Center, but it has everything to do with Coog Center because we wouldn't know each other if, if Emma didn't push herself into Coog Center um, and uh, write write the uh, my some of my most favorite Friday morning articles uh, every morning every well, Friday I, morning. Anytime you guys interact with my dad on Twitter, I'm like, oh, there it is. Yeah, there it is. It's I love when I get a case when I get a Casey. Casey like he is going to be mad at me by the the amount of time that I brought him up in this podcast he's going to be like why did you talk about you me had so much? I had, had to, to. I had no other choice dad it's the legend the, the legendary Casey is he's legendary <laughs> the man the myth the legend yeah like I was I was 100% more excited to meet him than he could have ever been to meet me uh, by the time I met him in Phoenix, I, he's I guarantee. He's so stoic. Like, he's so stoic, but he was so excited. And he was also very touched. <laughs> I'm exposing him. He's going to be mad at me. Um, but he was so just, he was so touched to be included. And he was like, why do they want to meet me? Like, you're the one who writes for them. Why do they want to meet me? And I was like, Dad, you don't get it. Like, we're all obsessed with you. Just let it. <laughs> anyway, he's... That's he's gonna be he, he's not gonna be mad, but he's gonna be embarrassed. He's gonna be bashful. He's very bashful. Perfect. That's so, uh, so I think we're way past a break, but let's let's. Uh, I, oh my god! SPH will probably want us to take a break. We'll take a quick break, and then uh, let me, let me do our outro music since. Uh, but and then we'll come back and we'll actually talk about. Um, we'll talk about. I don't know. Basketball? Cougar basketball. All right. We're back. We're back. That was crazy. That was so quick. No, it was. (laughs) I know. I'm I'm gonna have a fun time trying to find that little break in the Wait, <laughs> when, do I you, to, when I go to actually the ad, Jeff, Jeff, leave this in. We'll do a real break after that. We'll do, I promise, <laughs> we'll do a real break. <laughs> All right, we're back for real now. 
that will be easier to find. Okay, so see when I'm editing the so like Emma Emma can relate to this now that she's she's a producer. Um, it's like you know when I when I insert the ad, I have to like actually like scroll through the audio and try and find where the break was because I don't usually write down when it happens. Um, and so I, I'm usually looking for like you know when the the little peaks are gone and. Uh, you know, there's usually a pretty decent break that doesn't exist anywhere else in the podcast. So that first break oh, was a little fast. Was a little fast. I, so I have to be honest. I don't edit it. Thank goodness. I have zero talent in that regard. Uh, oh, my man. my main job initially was to do a lot of the research for some of the episodes. And Sierra, I I will be finishing the research for the rest of the episodes. I promise. Oh yeah, um, very soon. No rush. <laughs> um. That's the thing that I have to do, and it's it's on my to-do list. Uh, but, yeah, most of my job was to do early research and then uh, whatever else they need from me, really, aside from editing, because I'm not proficient in that. Well, you're yeah. smart, let me tell yeah. you, because the editing sucks. Yeah. I should have trained Craig early on and been like, we're going to split yeah. this, pal. And then I just I just yell and and then I go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, I, And that's all I have to do. I asked... Uh, Ashton does our editing, but I asked Emma to help because she's everything I'm not, namely organized and motivated and has a functioning memory for longer than like two minutes, which is, I think, when my, when everything kind of resets for me goldfish style. Hmm. <laughs> so. My memory is so heavily rooted in the very many Google Drive folders I have or the different color-coded calendars that i have i would be lost without technology which is unfortunate yeah i'm a mess so i was like you know who isn't so much a mess emma i'm gonna have her do the things that i'm not even gonna be able to do i'm gonna say i'm gonna mm. make i'm gonna make my little jokes and i'm gonna let emma manage me and take care of the way, rest way to show your value emma yeah yeah sierra sierra said sierra said can somebody make folders in a Google drive. And I, I sure can. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, it's perfect. It's the perfect partnership because. And that's the perfect segue to talking about WSU men's hoops. I, I think famously I think a folder heavy organization. Yes. Well, a nerdy organization Ooh. and one might call Emma a nerd. I don't know. Maybe. Correct. Many I would. Have. I would for sure. <laughs> yeah. Dork. But yes, and then also we're talking to Sierra Smith, and we of course have to bring up her uncle Kyle Smith, uh, the coach hey, of Kyle. Washington State. Miss um, you. Yeah. Yeah, course. it's rumored that they're uh, related. So yeah. that's exciting. There's not a lot of Smiths. It's rumored. Yeah, it's. I mean, when you see a Smith. Like, you're just like, those people got to be related. Like, yeah. you just don't see that very often. I feel a special kinship with all Smiths because it's kind of one of those things where it's like, oh, you know, rare. You don't meet a lot yeah. of them. Yeah, it so. must be nuts for you. Yeah. Like, Jeff, Jeff, his last name is Nooser, and just every day he is meeting <laughs> Noosers everywhere he goes. Everywhere. Like, like there, he's at the doctor. So I was like Jeff Newser, and like three guys get up. Like it's fucking nuts. But yeah. you know Smith, like you know it's you. Yeah. Like they, like they could just be like Smith. You know, like, yeah. is my, probably a cousin. I can smell it yeah. from a couple couple miles away. 
Yeah. We probably yeah. have, we're probably related if I had to guess at, at least like third cousins minimum. <laughs> There's no way. So that There's was no this way. conspiracy. There's no way. There's no way we're There's not. No way to... There's no way you can prove that isn't true. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Somebody prove me wrong and I'll, I'll admit to being wrong, but until then I won't. All right. So uh, Emma's third cousin, Kyle Smith, um, they uh, had a bit of a, a disappointing weekend, I'll say. And, and uh, that was so long ago, Jeff. <laughs> like, it's so long ago. <laughs> like, I had I a kid in between all of this. Dude, I was so disappointed when they canceled the game on Monday. Because um, I was just sitting there in the labor and delivery room. And Amanda had just gotten her drugs. And we're just doing nothing. And I was like, let's watch Cougar basketball. And then like 30 minutes before they're like, the game is canceled. I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm not doing anything. I'm just sitting here yeah. waiting for a baby to arrive. My, my partner is drugged out to hell. Just like <laughs> trying to control these contractions. Well, you know? and that's arguably the perfect uh, way thought, to watch a Coug game. The, the funny thing is out she, to all hell. she thought when I said, and I didn't correct her. I didn't say that. She thought when I said, uh, I said, oh, the coup game got canceled. And she goes, oh, that's convenient for you. Like she thought that it was actually convenient for me because I, I didn't, I wouldn't miss the game. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> I was going to watch that shit on my laptop. Oh, now you can pay attention like, while your kid is born. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Whatever. Like, I was saying, well, okay. I was saying we, we had, we had the TV on and, uh, and then, you know, when the kid comes, they come like they they said, "All right, it's coming." And so we're like, "Oh, really? Okay." And the uh, the first like of the new Star Wars was on, like like Star Wars, uh, like The Force Awakens or something. And that's that was just on TV, and she's like starting to push, and I'm like, I just like casually grabbed the remote and turned that off. You can't have <laughs> yeah. Star Wars on while your kid. Well, like, you want your kid like, to get beat up. <laughs> For for people who have never been in the room during a birth before, like, I mean, let's just be real. There, if you're a man, there ain't a whole lot going on up no. until like the last thirty minutes, twenty minutes, something like that. You know, so like, if if you're, you know, if your partner, yeah, your partner is just wallowing in agony, yeah, and you're like, yeah, I mean, like, she's yeah, miserable. She's she's sucks. in pain. She like it's awful. You know, she's she's not happy. She's not comfortable. And you're just over there kind of thinking, you know, wow, this is hella boring, but you can't like, but you can't give off that vibe because then you look like an asshole. And so you're trying not to look like an asshole. So you're trying to like, Hey honey, do you need anything? Can I do anything for you? And the answer, you know, 98% of the time is no, stay the fuck away from me. And it's like, okay, all right. You know, I'm just over here if you need me. And, and they're just, there's ain't a whole lot going on, you know, up until that point. So you know, you just kind of try to make do you try to pass the time. If there happens to be a basketball game on, that's, that's pretty great, you know? And so, uh, yeah, so I can see Craig where, uh, where it would have been, you know, pretty damn disappointing to, to have that game, have that game canceled. And then you guys don't even, um, you, you don't even get the benefit of like entertaining people. Cause it's like no, no visitors, right? Like, yeah, like I'm up. just sitting like, there I couldn't even room. bring you a sandwich or something, you know? Yeah, and I couldn't, uh, until Amanda's dad brought me my knee scooter, like, I couldn't even venture 
the hospital to go get like a sand, like go even go to the cafeteria or anything. Cause I was, I was on crutches. I'm like, I'm not crutching it around this hospital. Like I, they gave me a wheelchair to do that. So I'm like, I'm stuck. I'm like stuck in there. I wanted that, that WC game. I wanted the vengeance for the, the OT loss um, on Saturday. So I'm like, all right, we're going to get, we'll beat them this time. They'll win. My kid will be born. It'll be a fucking great day. Uh, then the game got canceled. The kid was still born, so great day. It was a pretty good uh, day. Pretty good. Pretty good. I think I'll remember it. I think I think I'll probably uh, remember that day. Celebrate well. it once a year, maybe with cake. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I, I might. I might think about doing that. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I, I I can understand your disappointment because it would have been really a great story for you personally to be like, man, yeah, I had a kid, but we, you know, there was a coup game on. I, I do believe that I was born during a coup game. I know that that's not true necessarily, but I believe it in my... Yeah, spiritually, I believe it. I feel like it was destined. Yeah. Well, now every year well, on your kid's birthday, you're like, ugh, one year since the coup game got canceled. Yeah. That, there is that know. danger, Craig. That's a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just mad every every birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday, Gigi! God, she she has to she has to hear the story every year about how Daddy really wanted yeah. to watch the coup game while Mommy was in labor <laughs> with you, uh, but he couldn't. He had to watch like two broke girls or whatever the fuck was on <laughs> like, Star know. Wars. So much Star worse. Wars. You had to watch Star Wars. Yeah, Property Brothers. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Property Brothers was in the mix. And you know you're in the hospital, so it's like you don't you don't know what's on any of the channels. You do it the old school, you know, Gen like Z would know. Channel changing. You're actually flipping through the you're channels. Actually flipping channels. Yeah, you're like, what the fuck is this? Like 1998 shit. I have to flip through channels. Are you kidding me right now? Doesn't no, but, this uh, thing have an on demand? I <laughs> I can't even like. Is there is there some Netflix? Can I get some Netflix over here? Like, Amanda was feeling that crap, and and then there's like there's a show that was on I think CBS that has Allison Janney, and she loves Allison Janney. She doesn't really like that show, but I was like, you like Allison Janney? Let's just leave that on. And so there's like four episodes of that on in a row at some point during the day. I don't even know. Pretty sure it went into two. Uh, what's the uh, 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 two and a half men or oh, whatever? Fuck it's that called. sounds like an absolute fever dream. Oh, yeah. I was embarrassed because we weren't watching it. And then, like, we were watching some other show and that came on. And then, like, the the nurse comes in to check on her and, like, that two and a half men is playing. I'm like, I swear, I, like, we're not actually watching that show. I swear we're show. not like, watching I that. swear we're not watching that show. Like, I swear. They're I making promise. like, like I, I have never watched that show before. And then, like, like, they're really, like, they're making, like, intentionally, like, like raunchy jokes, like... Because, like, whoever watches that show probably has never heard a sex joke in their entire life. And so you're like, this is, like, the stupidest crap I've ever heard. I'm sorry. I'm sure one of our listeners loves that show. The stupidest show You guys are seen. hemorrhaging listeners. <laughs> yeah, there's, like, the, 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 like the Venn diagram of two and a half men fans and podcasts who say we're in a circle. People are like, shit, shit. How dare you? How dare you? Scrub this from the audio. But yeah. But anyways, there wasn't kid basketball. So I can't talk about that. There, 
it's so long ago. They lost to Arizona. They lost uh, in overtime. Noah was fouled out. Somehow they still almost won that game um, against Arizona State. And now they have Arizona State again. For yeah, the we get them anyway. Got them anyway on a neutral floor. They just got absolutely destroyed by Utah. Like, what the fuck happened there? I, I don't understand. They lost by 39 at Utah. We took everything out of them. That's what happened. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Because Remy Martin played in that game. Remy Martin took five shots, so seven shots in that game. Like, what the fuck happened? Like, how the hell did he only take seven shots? Like, he took, what, he took like 14 threes against us. Like, I don't... <laughs> yeah, I, uh, apparently Utah had some kind of some kind of plan for him. I mean, they did really. I mean, honestly, Utah had a plan for Bonton, and they shut him down. So, man, they 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 and they they used the Bonton plan on Remy, and uh, but Remy Martin, who took 20, 23 shots against the Cougs, the net the following weekend combined in two games against Colorado and Utah, took let's see nine plus seven sixteen total shots. Yeah. What the what like. I mean, I'll say he didn't shoot that well against the Cougs. He just happened to make one really <laughs> the one that really mattered. One. Yeah, and that was so. You and I had a brief conversation after that shot about a like, conversation. Not not really a conversation, but just like no, no, we disagreed. We did disagree, uh, and I was just like, and eh, still do. You know, I mean, it's I, I was kind of like. I don't know. He had just been in the lane like a minute ago and found a wide open guy cutting to the basket for a layup. So, you know, I, I kind of was of the opinion that, uh, that, you know, it wasn't the worst shot in the world to give up. Um, I mean, but yeah, after yeah. the game, it, it was clear that uh, Kyle Smith was not pleased, <laughs> not pleased with uh, Ryan Rapp's defense on that. And, and basically said, well, like, I, yeah, he, he screwed up his defensive assignment. And so, yeah, I agree. Like, yeah, but you were when, right on that. When he when he came off the like when he came when the screen was set there was like less than three seconds left and he's and he's twenty eight feet away yes. from the basket yes so and yeah taking the like, time into account yeah yeah and then yeah giving up a twenty eight footer is in any any situation is generally fine but he was, it was so clean for him like yes he yeah that's like true. and and so. Yeah, Rap definitely played it wrong. Like he went under the screen, and it wasn't that he just went under the screen; he just didn't know it. Like you can see, like I, Smith is right, and and it's it's impressive that Smith noticed that in the moment. But you can see it on replay that Ryan just didn't know what to do. Went under the screen kind of timidly. So I think even if Remy decided to go to the rim, he probably would have gotten to the rim too, because uh, Smith just got swallowed up by that screen. Or not Smith. Uh, Sorry to disparage your uh, your family's name. Yeah, Sarah, watch it. But, keep, um, keep my family yeah, name out of your mouth, please. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> my but good family rap, name. Rap, another common uh, last name, Rap. Uh, rap, uh, uh, he just kind of got swallowed up by that screen. And then, you know, you motherfucker, you could just miss that 28-footer. But yeah. honestly... I honestly, we were playing. We were we were uh, playing with house cards at that point, or playing with house money at that point. Uh, I'm amazed given that Noah was out, given that Bonton was out, that they pushed them to 74-74. TJ Bomba, Ryan Rapp, uh, 
Like they like there's some guys that just stepped up in that game. Kind of actually, I, I know we lost, but uh, you know, there's kind of some parts of that game uh, that that were kind of that were pretty encouraging. Um, you know, going into future games, obviously Jazz Coons is still playing really well, and and TJ Bamba is uh, showing. Uh, maybe he is that 20 point scorer that you think he might be, Jeff. I, I, you know, he's, he definitely has the moves. I think he just needs the, uh, um, you know, TJ Rodman was our go-to guy, um, which maybe had diminishing returns. (laughs) I, you know, I, I was like on that last position, they had a chance to take the lead. I I would have wanted it in Bomba's hands and not, not, uh, DJ's hands, but, uh, or I, Yeah. yeah, I, but yeah, yeah so uh, but but they were really put in a tough spot because you got Bonton yes. and Noah out. Your top two offensive players yes. are out, and you don't have them, and you're playing freshmen, and they're trying to figure out what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. And like, well, and I will. I mean, I'll give DJ Rodman a ton of credit for stepping up and trying. Um, you know, something I you know I wrote about after Noah Williams exploded against the Bay schools was like. Just the idea that a lot of basketball players do not want to try that. Um, They do not want to try to be the man. They do not want to try to uh, be a leading scorer. They don't want that responsibility. And and casual fans are like, you know, oh, man, you know, every player wants that. And they don't. They're not lining up to be the go-to guy. Uh, It's pretty rare that a guy has the mentality because it is pretty tough to know if you care at all. If you care at all about your about your team and about your teammates, um, you know, it, it is tough to take on that burden of being the one to shoot the ball, you know, 20 times. Um, and so when overtime rolled around and Noah Williams was out and obviously Isaac Bonton didn't play, uh, you know, somebody really needed to kind of be assertive and ended up being DJ Rodman and, you know, maybe not ideal. Right. Like you mentioned. I mean, I mean he, he did, did really do. well drawing fouls. I'll give him that. Yeah. You know, maybe TJ Bamba would have been a, a better, you know, a better idea or something. But at the same time, I also admire uh, someone who has the guts to to step up and, and say, all right, you know, I'll, I'll take it. It's not like he was taking uh, taking his shots early in the shot clock. Right. It's not like he was he was forcing yeah. it early, you know, trying like like trying to take over in a way that was that was weird. It just, you know, they, they kind of ran their offense and it looked a lot like it did. Uh, against UW, right when Isaac mm-hmm. Bonson didn't play and, and Noah hadn't Noah quite, hadn't stepped quite up. figured it out, yeah. and so everybody's just kind of looking at each other. And you know, DJ was finally like, "Okay, well, you know what? I'm gonna do it. I'll put the ball on the floor. I'll take a shot. I'll, you know, whatever." So, um, so I admire that. It, it was guts, and and uh, it obviously it didn't work out. But um, it, you know, the funny thing is, I mean, it nearly worked out. <laughs> you know, they almost it almost they, did. Al- they almost made it to a second overtime. Uh, so. Yeah, it, it's you know I, one of those games where you know yeah you're you're disappointed that they lost again any overtime game you feel like you know obviously just by its very nature is sort of a coin flip um, you know they've now played three overtime games this year and lost two of them which is sucky and a bummer um, but you know I mean I, I think I feel good about where they, they won the one where I uh, ripped my Achilles celebrating yes. studying <laughs> yes. into overtime so I'm very happy about that. So, so that's, that's important. I'm, I, of all the, if they were going to win one of the three, that's the one they needed. Yeah, but you know they're in, they're in good spot heading into Vegas this week. Um, but I gotta say, no. Before we move on, uh, one, Emma, I want you to talk about it. But but Sierra, mm-hmm. when we say DJ Rodman, does that make you think of anybody? 
Um, another famous Rodman. I know we were riffing on last names. Another famous Rodman, perhaps related to Dennis Rodman. Well, it's a very common last name. Mm-hmm. But... It's a very common last Unlike name. Smith. But the thing is, DJ is Dennis Jr. Maybe Dennis Jr. <gasps> yeah, it is. Oh, I've cracked the case. This is why they let me host the conspiracy podcast. I kind of have this natural <laughs> mystery solving tendency to me. Yeah, her her clearly. middle name is actually Sleuth. Yeah. Smith. <laughs> yeah. Sleuth. Just rolls right off the Sierra tongue. Sierra Sleuth. Perfect for somebody who can't really pronounce. Well, when well. her fa- when her family came to the U.S., it was Sleuth Smith, <laughs> and they're like, "That's fucking weird." And well, I know Smith is weird, but we'll just we'll do Smith. They Sleuth drew Smith straws. is too weird. They drew straws, and and Smith Smith beat out Sleuth by just just a notch. It's actually another fun fact, Sierra. We'll throw in. Uh-huh. Um, DJ's DJ is Dennis's son, and then his daughter Trinity also uh, went to WSU, um, but then became the number one pick or number two pick in the uh, NWSL draft before ever playing a game at WSU. So oh, wow! We we have a lockdown on Dennis Robbins' kids. I love that. Um, all of Dennis Rodman's kids go to WSU. I am That's just what they do. Very appreciative of Dennis Rodman. Uh, obviously, I never like, saw him play, um, but he, I'm very appreciative of him as a character. I think nobody nobody does it better than him. Of just being authentically a weirdo, you know. Of course, and I appreciate. And DJ it. is. Pretty normal. Oh. Pretty normal. <laughs> every <laughs> single day, every single day, Sierra gains a new reason to be a Coog fan, and I feel like this experience solidifies it. Yeah, I have no yes. current college ties. My parents didn't go to oh. college. My sister goes to St. Mary's, so I kind of like them. But she doesn't care about their athlete athletics. Um, yeah, Plus, so I'm kind of a free agent. They're just gonna lose to Gonzaga over and over and over again. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So um, we don't like also, Gonzaga, so we have that in common. Yeah, yeah. I'm a free uh, agent, we, uh, and and I think right now I'll say a good time to buy stock in uh, Coug basketball. I think it'll be pretty good. Um, Emma, how you feeling? How did how did you feel about Arizona State? How do you feel about playing them again? Um, obviously, I agree with you guys, but I think part of the power struggle, for lack of a better word is something exciting that we're going to see with a younger team, you know? And Jeff, I'm actually looking at your little spreadsheet that you have in your most recent Coug Center article about our transfer. Um, Because we do have, we do have a lot of, you know, opportunities. And I think at the beginning of this season, we saw Bonton kind of struggle with like, Oh, am I going to step up? Is this going to, how cohesive it is, is this going to be? And I think, down the road, we're going to see a lot more opportunities of maybe different players getting the ball. And I do think that DJ stepped up this time. And I'm, I'm curious and excited to see where the rest of the seasons go. If yeah, that makes and obviously any we, sense. Yeah, well, yeah. The re- like, honestly, I'm, I'm really looking forward to uh, next season, of course. But, you know, they still got some – they still got – I. they have a, a – you know, if they can get by Arizona State – They've already beaten Oregon, so they, you know, they they have as they did last year in the Pac-12 tournament before it got shut down. Have a pretty uh, decent um, path. Uh, I'm I'm feeling pretty good about them beating Arizona State this time. I feel like they're going to have vengeance on the mind, and hopefully Bonton will be back. 
I don't know how bad his ankle injuries were, but hopefully, you know, over a week of, of, you know, if he was able to go a little bit against Arizona, maybe he's, you know, an extra two weeks, almost a week and a half of, of rest. Uh, it'll be almost two weeks by the time they play again. Hopefully, uh, Bonton will be able to play because I think they need him. Obviously, I think it, it showed this weekend that, um, you know, Noah, he did, Noah actually did really well against Arizona State. He struggled against Arizona, uh, but he can't all, like, and no player can uh, stay good at the the uh, the volume that Noah was shooting. Uh, like, it's just not going to happen. Um, we knew there was going to be a dip, but uh, so, again, like I always say, like, the more scores you have, the better. The better teams always have more scores, so I hope... Bonton's able to get back, and hopefully he's more close to 100%. Um, because if, if have, he is, I th- yeah. Oh, it, well, if we have Bonton back, too, I think the momentum of revenge and having everybody back is seriously going to be something to watch. Yeah. Yeah, and I, yeah, exactly. And and, and Bonton, like, if, if he's able to play, um, we're pretty sure these are his last games at WSU. He actually obviously has the option to come back next year, but... The vibe is that he's not going to come back. Um, so, you know, if he's going to want to prove something, he's had these last few games sort of robbed from him by by injuries in a game that was already decided, and it was just really frustrating. Uh, but but uh, yeah, so it's it's so he's going to want to come back and prove something, and and I, so I hope he I hope he is able to. Jeff, well, and I think also if he has if he has. Um, leaving on the mind, he's going to want to go out with as big of a bang as he can, you know? And we know Bonton likes, he likes Spinacha. He does. He really does, yeah. I hope that's the deal because I, I can't quite wrap my brain around the idea that this is, this might be the last game of the season. Like I'm not, (sighs) I'm not prepared for that. So me neither. Nope. uh, You got to win. Yeah. So you got to win Cougs. So we got to win. Got to win. You gotta win all of them. Just, you heard game. it here first. Nope. Um, you gotta win. You gotta win ten in a row. You gotta win four. Yeah. In the conference tournament, then you gotta win six in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I will not be satisfied. Win all ten. <laughs> you know. I know. I know. Maybe you're not that level of quality right now, but maybe you can just you know figure it out. And because I don't want this to end. Yeah, um, I like with some elbow basketball. grease and a dream. You know? I feel like There's this is yes. what's more motivation than this podcast saying you have to win. You know? Yes, I know. They play for you we guys. We know. We know that they're all listening to this <laughs> as a team. Um, Noah yeah. Williams and I are obviously best friends now. Yeah, um, you guys all saw the video. Yeah. So and that's well, and uh, that's not that's not weird at all. No, um, all my best well, friends. Sierra are, obviously are has the Kyle old basketball players. Yes, and then Kyle. that's my family. So yes, you know, well, Kyle doesn't usually listen to the podcast, but he's going to now because it's yeah. We were on, texting so. earlier, and he was like, yeah. "We had so much fun at the family reunion," and I was like, "Yeah, that's crazy." I mean, the very, I mean, a Smith family reunion must have been tiny. Yeah. Like, obviously, you guys talk to each other. Yeah. I mean, your group chat must be just yeah. tiny. The Smith like, family it's... group chat, it's like four people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, because a lot of people are like, they don't want the Smith name because it's so obscure. 
that it's real people ask about it and they're like this is this like i'm so tired of people asking yeah. about it that it just change their name it's like being a kennedy you know yeah someone's last name yeah. is kennedy it's oh are you related to the kennedys same thing my last name is smith yeah. oh you're related oh, to kyle smith you're related to like, kyle smith oh, yeah i am what about it what about it and what so tiring. definitely hoping definitely so i it's funny thing it to previous game i i'm not gonna sorry everyone i'm not gonna write an extensive preview of a team that we would have played three times in a row i wrote one already it's still the same they're still the same team even though their ken palm rating has taken a, a hit because they lost by 40 uh um but still obviously keys of the game uh remy martin uh you like don't like they did a really good job on Remy Martin, honestly, last time. It's that's what's frustrating. But what they do need to do is rebound better. Like that's if they rebound better, they'll beat ASU. Like ASU is not a good rebounding team. And WSU let them get too many offensive rebounds. Like it was frustrating as hell. Just rebound better, play the same defense and rebound better, and they'll beat them. Like that's that's all it is. Like they they shut them down shooting wise. Uh they didn't let them shoot very many free throws. Uh, they didn't force a lot of turnovers, but they forced more than ASU usually gives up. Uh, and uh, it's just it. They just but they, what they didn't do is is you know it's it's twenty two percent offensive rebounds. Or I'm looking at the wrong one, but uh, but like uh, I think ASU had something like forty percent in that game. Thirty four percent. That's no thirty uh, percent. That's too much for them. Like they're usually like a twenty two percent offensive rebounding team. So you're giving up like two or three. Offensive rebounds, you should not be giving up. So if they clean that up, still play the same level of defense. You know, play better inside a little bit. But um, I, I think, you know, if we got Bonton back, uh, I feel good about the Cougs winning that game. Yeah. I know there's so Absolutely. many. Usually, 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 I, usually I stop and then Jeff talks. Uh, but then <laughs> yeah. we, have, we have two other I, people. I, if well, you score more points, you add to win. that. I mean – yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't have much to add to that. I mean, I think I think that's I think I think that's basically it. I mean, I, you know, I, you look back at the game we lost last weekend. A little more scoring punch gets you over the top. So, uh, if Bonton can give you give you something, uh, something positive. Obviously, clearly not ready in that game he played against Arizona. No. But now we're. No, no, no. Yeah, but now we are. You know, I mean, he. So that game was on a Thursday. I mean, we're talking. It'll be almost, almost two weeks. It'll be almost two weeks of yeah. him not playing. And, and like you said, if he was well enough to give it a go, uh, you know, you, you would think he'd be he'd be well enough here. I, I, you know, I, I can't fathom that he wouldn't play in this game. Um, the question just is whether he, uh, whether he's able to to contribute. So I mean, if he's able to give them anything, um, and and this time Noah Williams can stay out of foul trouble. Uh, you know, you put those things together. I mean, I, I definitely feel like we are a better team than Arizona state. Um, better yeah. team doesn't always win, but, but I do feel like we're a better team and, you know, Arizona state's kind of a mess. And so, yeah, it, it sure would be nice to, to win that opening game again for the second year in a row. Uh, especially yes. after going so many years without winning any Pac well, we, 12 tournament we have, games. Oh. We, we have a national title to defend. So yes, we have a national title to defend. So we got to do that. We have the shirts uh, to and, prove it. And, yeah. Yes, except for you, Emma. You don't have the shirt because it's still sitting here on my desk because I suck. But, Wait, so how I, does case? 
How does Casey have the shirt and Emma doesn't? I screwed up the address to Chicago. Oh, that's right. Time. Emma was living. Well, and it got also, sent back. Yeah. Casey's was like top priority. You know what I mean? Of course. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's Casey. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I he wears it in front of me and he's like, hey, are you mad? And I'm like, obviously not. <laughs> Are you when jealous? Most of the times he wears it, it's usually a Sunday when my mom and I are maybe perhaps having a mimosa or two. So he'll bring us some Prosecco and he'll be wearing it and he'll go, uh, I don't, don't be mad about the shirt. And he'll just, you know, gingerly <laughs> refill me, which is the exact, you know, response that I would, I would hope for. The gall to yeah, serve you while wearing a shirt that you're supposed to have. That's so yeah. funny. Yeah, my that, that's some father. Pass, that's some passive aggression right there. I said that I would stop talking about him because he gets embarrassed, but my father is nothing if not the funniest like guy I've ever met. And now I've said that on the internet, so he can never feel bad about himself. But he is so stone cold hilarious that he'll say something so ridiculous to me and just completely straight faced. It's uh, it's marvelous. Oh, He's going to be very, very, very bashful and probably very not happy with me but i don't care Just so it's it, his yeah. fault it's it's his fault that you went to comedy school and not was you so yes well so when i when really quick when i made that decision he was like well but wait you're not you're not funny and I oh my like, god <laughs> <laughs> and i was like i was like what do you mean and he was like well, no, like you're funny, but like you don't you don't know how to like write jokes, that's, do you? Well, that's the point. And of I school. was like, that's what I said. Is <laughs> I was like, well, that's the point. Is I want to like you know learn what you know what you do. And he was like, well, I I thought, okay, but what about just acting? You're great at acting. And I was like, hey, that's a little we're overselling it. That's so funny. I wanna, <laughs> you know, I want to learn. I want to learn the one, two, three. I want to learn the you know joke format. And he was like, okay, well, that's really far. And then he got really, you know, sad about how far it was. So then I got the two of us matching big Lebowski t-shirts. Oh my God. <laughs> because I wanted that to, you know, kind of ease. That's like our favorite movie. Um, and I wanted that to kind of ease the pain. So the first time he came to visit me, actually, we both wore it to the airport. as kind of a, you know, when you, people say, oh, wear a red rose. So... I know who you are because oh it had been so long since we had seen each other. So I was like, let's both wear our big Lebowski t-shirts when I pick you up from the airport. It was delightful. Anyway, I'm a perfect daughter is the moral of the story. One of the first things I learned about Emma was that she's like a big Lebowski fan because we were RAs together and she made the theme of her entire floor that she was in charge of big Lebowski themed. <laughs> Which yeah, is a lot so of, funny. When, when, when the students were being moved in, every single dad came up to me and shook my hand and went my child is in good hands and that was my job <laughs> so i check i achieved it the 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 theme the board was entitled residence abide and then it had all the all the floor rules <laughs> yeah. yeah emma was a much That's better fantastic. ra than i was this is a, a, That's not true <laughs> it depends on Not what you true. consider a good RA, but another one of our little differences. I mean, I know what I considered a good RA when I was in school, but probably not the same thing I would consider a good RA now that I'm, you know, oh. 44. So, Jeff, yeah, when, it has when, been... when your kid goes to school, you will not consider <laughs> well, my kid goes... the same thing. I mean, listen, 
we had this conversation tonight. So, so I was in a fraternity and, uh, you know, I was like, you know, would you let your son be in a fraternity? I'm like, hell no, no, no. I would not recommend that my son join a fraternity. Like I'd be like, no, go that direction. My boy, it's okay. You know, it's like, I don't know, man. It's weird when you get old. Don't get old. It sucks. Yeah, I was a good RA That's to my fun. residents who I didn't get in trouble for literally anything. I was a bad RA to all of Res Life for not doing a single task that I was supposed to do and not meeting half my residents. I had a resident where on the day of move outs, I went to collect his keys. I shook his hand and said, hi, I'm Sierra. Nice to meet you. I've been your I've been your RA all year. And I wish that was See, a joke, yeah. but it's not. Okay. I would argue that's a good RA because like that means everything was fine. Hands off. Like, you know, exactly. He didn't get in trouble. You're everything adults. was Yeah. Everything see, yeah. I I one hundred percent agree and I think I think you did it just right. Thank you. I appreciate that. You should I'll call Res Columbia Res Life and let them know because they absolutely would not have rehired <laughs> me had I applied. Send send me was... like send me the, the reference form. Yeah. I will. Yeah, that was my thing is both Sierra and I did not reapply. Um, and my my experience being an RA was, uh, on the one hand, I had the party four of my residential hall. And uh, that was so fun for me because I was never home because I would go off campus to party unless I was on duty and I had to be in the building. And my favorite moment was getting into an elevator absolutely hammered. I don't know if I should be telling this story. I don't really care. Uh, absolutely hammered and then three of my residents got in the elevator with me and they were all like oh hello RA Emma and I was like no 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 <laughs> not right now no 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 I'm off the not clock right now. Um, and then my other favorite moment of being an RA was the room right next to me when I moved them out one of the guys in the room went oh yeah we could hear it every time you cry <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was like Wow. And then another one went, yeah, you listen to a lot of Ariana Grande. Oh my God. So Back that off. Was, <laughs> that was a horrible, uh, horrible interaction. He and I are now buddies now, so that's cool. Like I'm friends with several of my old residents, but that just really, that did it for me. That is so funny. I, um, I think really the culmination of my RA career was just on... 420 I rolled a joint for one of my residents off campus and she was like this is the coolest thing that's ever happened to me and I was like yeah don't tell anyone about this but this is fun hey Craig and, Jeff, like... huh? Craig and Jeff why did you want us on here yeah again? what are we talking about go Cougs. for this this is the good I'm pretty, stuff I, I'm pretty sure any WSU student can, any former WSU student can relate to all of what yes. you guys are saying yes um, we are required to live on campus, of course, like yeah. for freshman year at least. And so I was gonna say, is... though, except for my RA at, so I lived at Stevenson for a semester and uh, they, so they were the opposite of Sierra philosophy here where they were, they were all up in everybody's business every minute of the day. And it was, so Sierra doesn't know this, but uh, Stevenson is an all freshman dorm at, at Wazoo. Ugh. And, and uh, yeah, so yeah, exactly. And they treat you like you are all freshmen or or more accurately, kind of like you're all still in high school, kind of. And uh, and that is not the college experience that uh, that I wanted. So that was. Yeah, 
yeah, I do, I do not recommend hands-on RAs. Uh, that's that's not a lot of not a lot of fun for anyone. I don't think. So. Yeah, my um, room is right. Uh, my room is right next to my RA freshman year, and I still barely saw him. And the, perfect, that was perfect for me. Uh, we we were definitely bringing in cases of bush light right in front of him, and he was not <laughs> saying a word. That would not have flown in in Stevenson. Let me tell you. Uh, when I was moving out, uh, the night before I moved out, I had a sack just full of empty, uh, this is sad. Okay. So just please don't troll me on Twitter. A just garbage bag full of empty barefoot pink Moscato bottles. <laughs> and sad girl. I wine. Know. That is sad girl. Wine. I, I literally, oh there was a God. couple like Captain Morgan rums in there too. So like, I'm not entirely garbage. But I had this whole sack full of those things, and I walked out of my room, and I had to walk past the elevators to go to the dumpsters to throw all of them out. And Columbia is a dry campus, mind you, so, like, we're not supposed to have alcohol. WSU is a dry campus, too. Yeah, Yeah, so one of my my residents comes out of his room because he's, like, one of the last people there, and he just hears this garbage bag that I am carrying that's just going, like, click, 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 because it's filled with just bottles and i we look each other dead in the eyes and he goes hi emma and i go hi there i can't i i don't know if i'm i'm like hi there and i just walk and it i throw it in the dumpster and it shatters oh my god (laughs) so that was that was another highlight only i don't think if none of my bosses who were there well actually maybe my old ga will listen to this but he and i actually sierra and i beat him at beer pong so that was a beautiful moment in a dorm (laughs) yeah basically what what sierra and emma are saying is going to school in downtown chicago is exactly the same as going to school in (laughs) pullman washington so you might as well go to pullman you know (laughs) i like sometimes i think back and i'm like man (laughs) My life would be different. You wouldn't have had to meet Sierra. Had to. (laughs) Okay. I was forced. I was forced. Columbia was my third college. So by the time I got there, I was like pretty fed up. I was like, yeah, I'm just going to get in, get out. I'll just. Sierra, I was 19 when we met. That is unbelievable. I I think I was 21. So I'm just a little bit older than Emma. But it was, I transferred colleges uh, twice. And so I, I was very jaded when I got to Columbia. I was over it. Which was perfect for me, who was so excited. Yeah. <laughs> Emma was so fresh and ready to go. And I was like, mm, just give it, give it a little bit. <laughs> and, it, and there it went. Yeah. I, I, I thought it was funny when you say like off campus partying. Like for uh, for WSU, that's like you know apartment land, C- uh, CCN, whatever. And in Chicago, it's like it's Chicago. Like off campus partying is Chicago, the place with five a.m. bars on Saturday. Like, you're taking a train yes. at two in the morning and you're blackout drunk. And Have done that several times. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I really hope, Dad, you didn't hear that part. Hey, you didn't hear that part of it where I said that I've been on the red line two and blacked out. That's what happened. Casey probably checked out after the first drunken elevator story. So we get right. So he knows those. Uh, he was he's, yeah. <laughs> he knows those. He's 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 heard the story. He's been around the block. 
All right. So um, before we go here, I got to wrap it up. A few <laughs> other pieces of uh, Coog news. Uh, um, we had uh, Wazoo Tennis beat number 16 USC this weekend. Hell yeah. Um, Fuck you, big USC. Big win for them. Exactly. We're all on the same page for that. Sierra knows. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, that huge, huge, huge win for them. Um, the tennis program, we've talked about them a little bit before they, uh, you know, they're on the up like many of the programs. And then we've talked about the swimming a little bit before Jeff, you, you, you talked about, you know, a, a leech led program, you know, swimming, uh, they had their very first ever PAC 12 champion, um, Chloe Larson, uh, won the first ever WSU Pac-12 championship, and then she also earned a twip, trip to the NCAA championships. Um, so, uh, and then the team, as a team, posted their best ever score at the Pac-12 championship. Um, so Chloe Larson, kick ass. The whole team, kick ass. Best. Um, so they're another program on the rise. Obviously, we got uh, 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 soccer. I think is ranked 14th or 13th this week. Volleyball is ranked 16th. Um, uh, you know, our, our sports are humming, um, especially the women's sports kicking ass. Uh, so yeah, pretty cool. Um, pretty historic, uh, uh, win for Chloe Larson, uh, the Pac-12 championships and then to go to NCAA championships. Uh, um, who doesn't want a trip to Greensboro, North Carolina? We're always looking for that. We all want to go to Greensboro, North Carolina. Where dreams come and true. Gets, where dreams come true. Exactly. Um, so she's going there. Uh, uh, let's see next, uh, week. When is that? Uh, March 17th. So, uh, I don't even know what time it, like I, I have lost track of dates or times. Um, I'm just going on days since my daughter was born. Uh, cause people ask how old she is and I need to yes. know. Um, that's, how, that's like, how time actually works. Yes. Uh, cause, uh, people will ask how old your daughter is and then you won't know. And then they'll think you're a bad parent. Um, and you can, even if you so are funny. actually a bad parent, you can hide that by knowing exactly how many days your newborn daughter is like, you know, yeah, she's seven days old. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Um, what's her name? I don't know. Like, God, get away from me. She's seven days old. It's fine. Well, Craig, also you could lie. Yeah. I could lie. I don't know. I, I can't because I, I'm, I'm too online. Like I, Oh Yeah. Or, or maybe that's why I'm online. I can just reference. Well, you know what's funny? Uh, today I was in the doctor's office. Uh, you know, they were with, they were uh, telling me about the result of my MRI and stuff. And they were like, when did this happen? And I went to the WSU basketball schedule. And that's how oh I figured out <laughs> what day I injured myself. You were like, actually, it was on February whatever. Uh, uh-huh. By the way, for anyone who cares... Uh, the the tear happened too close to my calf muscles, so they can't like restitch it in any way. So I just have I get to do like three months of rehab instead. So yay, which is Go perfect, perfect timing to also have a newborn. Yes, um, I'm my my uh, my partner's thrilled because I'm very helpful. You know, I'm just, you know, our, our house with many stairs, just oh, very God. helpful all the time. Um, uh, just dadding it up. I, I yesterday, so 
last night I, you know, I've been having my little knee scooter set up on the end of the bed. And then we, we have like this kind of extension to our, uh, our bedroom. And that's where the, the babes have slept when, when they're little. And so she's over there, not far away, but I still, it's not, it's too far to hop on one leg over there. And obviously I have to pick her up. So, so I, I wheel over there to like pick her up to change her or rock her or whatever. And I hit the edge of our rug and like, cause we just have like hardwood floors and we have a rug underneath our bed, hit the edge of that, totally biff it, fall forward in the middle of the night. Like you're talking one o'clock in the morning, injure everything, but my already, like, obviously like my body just protected that part. Cause I hurt everything else except for that. And so today Amanda's like, you know, you could just take a unisom and sleep downstairs tonight. I can handle it. It's fine. Like, <laughs> She's like, you're a mess. Just get get yourself together. Take a night off. Get yourself together. And so that's where I'm at right now. And uh, so, yeah, after I talk to you guys, I'm going to take a unisom and go to sleep and um, feel really guilty in the morning about not helping. Hell yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, was, I, I, think, I think I tied up everything there. Uh, Sierra, Emma. Uh, let people know where they can find you on the internet and, and whatever else you want to promote. Oh, thanks. Emma, you can go first. Uh, you can find me at Emma Wait Woman on all social media platforms and listen to Flagger Pod. Also listen to like this podcast, obviously, but listen to Flagger Pod too. There's, there's plenty of podcasts to go around. Yeah. You can find me at Sierra Mountains. It's C-I-A-R-A, like the singer. Mountains, like the geographical formation. Um, if you don't like my personal tweets, I also run the Flagrant Mag Twitter and Instagram accounts. That's at Flagrant Mag. We like to talk basketball. We like to make jokes. We like to Photoshop absurd things and put them on the internet. So it's a fun time. Join the Flagrant fam. And listen to Flagrant Pod, like Emma said. Yeah, flagrant, flagrant pod. Stuff. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you can. Uh, I mean, if you listen this long, you probably already know. Um, I'm at the Craig Powers on Twitter. Uh, Jeff is he's running that at Pod versus Everyone account. He's even switched it to just Jeff probably. Um, and it's, it's not Jeff probably. probably. It's not Jeff probably. It's Jeff definitely. Unless <laughs> unless it's me being like I just tweeted something great. I need to go to our podcast account and retweet it, uh, retweet myself, because Jeff, whatever he's doing, <laughs> teaching kids, I don't know, retweet my t- tweet, Jeff, what the hell, this is great shit. I uh, know, that, that's the only time I'll check in, if Jeff waits too long to retweet something that I think is great, um, which, you know, never, I never think anything I think is great. <laughs> Uh, but, that is uh, Sierra's exact relationship yeah. with the flagrant I Twitter. I love actually. talking to myself <laughs> on the flagrant Twitter. I saw some some bot hacked my my Twitter account and published this like list of top five followers and people that most reply to you or you most reply to. And like number four was the flagrant account. And it's like okay, so me, <laughs> the f- person who talks to me the fourth most on this website, is just myself on another account. <laughs> well, it's yeah. true of all of us, you know. Yeah. We all have our burner accounts, you know? Yeah. Are any of these people that like my posts real? You'll never know. Um, right. Yeah, rate us five stars. Rate Flagrant Pod five stars. Yes. Subscribe to us. Subscribe to Flagrant Pod. Do all that. Do all of it. Um, if you have any questions, 
podcast vs podcast vs everyone at gmail.com um i haven't got any questions in a few weeks i'm getting sad <laughs> please send me some things um yeah i think that's it jeff like you know yeah i think that's, that's all our shit yeah so you know maybe Ooh. it's time to go so, right. go, Coo- go, Cougs. go Cougs. Go Cougs. Go Cougs. In the immortal words of Steph Curry, go Cougs. Go Cougs. And Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. They Literally. do. Oh, wait, I got to push stop. <laughs> <laughs>